She's like, the thoughts that I'm having are divine intervention. Like, God is giving me these thoughts of hoarding so that I can survive the collapse of the dollar. $230,000 in cash after a man died of natural causes in his SUV. But as more gene therapies hit the marketplace, insurers balk at the expense because this one's $2 million, right? We're good. We're out here. We're live. Thank Woo! you for joining us on the streets pre-show. My name is Donovan. My name's Colin. Thank you again for joining us. Uh, this is episode 58 pre-show. It's going to be a mm. fantastic week. We have lots of big topics we are going to hit. Before, so many. Yeah. Before that, thank you for joining us on Facebook. That was three, right? Um, we are happy to have you here. Facebook at Salt of the Streets. And we have lots of other social medias. We have Salt of the Streets Instagram. We have our own personal social medias. I am at Salt of the Street on Twitter and Alpac underscore Donner on Instagram. And he's at Big Bird Offie on both of those things. You can find all of that on saltofthestreets.com, including our YouTube, which is at Salt of the Streets. All of our videos are up there, pre-shows, full episode videos. Fantastic. So, boom. We're out here. So I was telling you, before we started this pre-show, Mark, my cat, his name is Mark, um, lost his outside privileges, right? So in <laughs> in the laundry room where we built Dax's room, where we split it, we put a, a cat door in there so we could move the litter box into the laundry room. Good. So Jordan calls it the cat hole. So, the cat hole. So there's a window in there, you know, that like while I'm building it, Dax, Dax isn't staying in there. So like I'll smoke weed in there sometimes, you know, so leave the window open. And I went out there the other day. It's a fucking tall window. Like it's, yeah. it's, it's like at my nose when I'm standing up, you know? So I was like, Mark, he has the ability. I know because he's a cat. But I was like, he's not going to do it. Like he's not going to jump up here. So he totally went outside this window. Um, like a fuck. Right. So I was like, okay, so now I just know I have to close the window over. Right. So, then, like, the next day, I stood up off the couch, and I saw him out the fucking window in our door. And I was like, bitch, what are you doing out here? And so I opened the door, and he ran around the house up under Grandma's porch, like, by where we parked the cars. Come and get me, bitch. Fucker. So I had to go into the laundry room and shake the food bag so he would come out and back through the window. So he jumped up. And shoved his face through the door or through the window to open it up enough to get himself out the window. Because I I closed it, you know, just to like this much. So I was like, because he won't be able to get through if I do this. But yeah, he hella put his face through and asshole. It's like an octopus. And I think it's partially our fault because we feed him in the bathroom and we just close the door over. So he has to open the door with his face to get out. So we've so like you taught, taught him how to do it inadvertently. Oh. Like I didn't even mean to do it, but we did. Yeah, it sucks. Oh, that's funny. Oh. But that's right. Motherfucker. Every time. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't. Every time. I even pulled it up to be like, no, turn the volume down. Oh, I was like, wait, what are we freaking out about? Oh, just the thing on my phone. Stupid. Gotcha. Um, so we've been watching Hoarders this week. Right. Okay. Um, sits on Hulu, and of course it is. And the last couple episodes have been fucking insane. So we watched an episode where there were these two black guys that lived in a house in San Francisco. This huge old house that you'd sell for a million dollars, probably like like a three story house in like downtown, like one of the old townhouses. Oh, dude! Especially in San Francisco, so multi million dollar house filled with shit. Right. <laughs> All three floors filled with shit, and. His brother, the guy, the the brothers own it together, and one of them 
just stays in this room. Like he can't even get out because you open the door and climb over a pile of shit and slide down the other side to get to the area that he's living in. And he's like unable to climb up this, right? And so their plumbing doesn't work. So their tub is literally filled to the brim with piss and shit. Their toilet is filled to the brim. So when they're taking dumps, they're putting newspaper over the toilet, shitting on it, wrapping it up and then throwing it away in a trash can oh. like in their neighbor's trash can <laughs> it was fucked up it was hella fucked up he and they had so many 40 bottles in one room so many 40 <laughs> bottles it was literally pushing the walls off of the floor and they were falling outside through the walls because they were stacked up so high oh my god it was fucking crazy that's so it was bad. insane yeah um, and there was another woman who, <laughs> she was hoarding Christmas stuff and, like, body things, like body washes and sprays and shit, right? I'm telling you, buckets and buckets, thousands of dollars of of body washes and sprays. And her husband was a diabetic, and so he, like, had to wear shoes and stuff in the house all the time, and he had to be really careful because if he, you know, fucking cuts his foot, then he'd get gangrene and then lose his foot. And his wife was like... You should be wearing shoes in the house. You know you need to be careful. You know what I'm saying? And, and there's that one point when they're getting rid of all of the stuff. And um, they're arguing inside. And the camera's outside. But they still have their microphones on. So you can hear what they're arguing about. And, and he's like, you have to. like, the, It's the middle of July. And we have three rooms full of Christmas shit. Like, You can't have all this shit. You have oh. to get rid of some of it. And she says. I, I wrote it down because I was like, that's one of the greatest things I've ever heard. She said, you can't build Rome in a day, and there's stuff I'm fucking keeping. <laughs> wow. And I was just like, oh. what a justification. Like, you can't build Rome in a day, and there is stuff I am fucking keeping. And I was like, that's <laughs> word. Like, I don't, that's what's up, dude. Um, and oh. then there was another woman who had acres of land and had just shit all over her property organized in piles like scrap metal and wood and stuff like that and she was convinced that in the next six months to a year the dollar was going to collapse and so she was going to need all this stuff and it was going to be vital she had like five or six rvs on her property just sitting there like shit like that right a whole barn that had burnt down filled with shit because she had too much stuff in there and another barn completely full of stuff like an enormous like bigger than your house a barn like an enormous barn yeah all full of shit and that's a lot of stuff she was telling these people the the doctor and you know the the cleaning expert or whatever she's like the thoughts that i'm having are divine intervention like god is giving me these thoughts of hoarding so that i can survive the collapse of the dollar you know what i'm saying and was just telling people that they were being offensive and she's like well i don't like to conform to people like other people's expectations of me you know and so whatever you're telling me is healthy like i don't acknowledge that that's really the case you know it was it was weird it was some shit like you you can't tell me the earth is not flat okay it is crazy what the human mind will do to cope with the circumstance that people live in, you know? And, like, that's, I think, what really that show is about. is not the resilience of the human spirit, but how far the mind can go where you can still, like, survive that way, you know? Because there are people literally sleeping on piles of shit, like, just trash and just shit without oh, rats yeah. are crawling in it while they're sleeping. And they're like, no, I'm good. Like, I'm happy this way. Like animal hoarders. Yep. You know, they do that same type of thing. There was a woman who 
her house was all filled with stuff and she was also addicted to shoplifting, right? Oh my god. And so she was like she was like, when I go places, I just bring this smaller purse because if I bring a big purse, then I know I'm gonna steal stuff. So I'll just bring this smaller one because then it's like I'm being proactive about not wanting to steal things, you know? <laughs> I and mean it's like step in the like right word. Like I like I, I guess that you are correct in the sense that you are not stealing shit anymore, you know? But uh, that's what I don't know. Weird, weird way to see that. It was, it was very interesting. Yeah, I liked that shit a lot. Hoarders. Hoarders. Yeah, it's uh, it's, it's been around for a while, hasn't? Oh it? yeah, oh yeah. I think it's, it's got to be season fucking thirteen or something like that that we're watching. And this guy's talking about Trump, so it's like modern day. <laughs> like it's the guy mentioned something about. So in other words, there's no shortage of hoarders in our society. Yeah, no, it was content. It's never going to run out. No, no, I don't think so. That's I don't. It seems like it's it's totally consistent. Um, That's sad, but also hilarious at the same time. Yeah. Oh, that's no good. Um, so let's see. Here, I had some other stuff written down as far as an open. So many, so many cold openings. Yeah, uh, I know. It's They're, they're my favorite. This is, I guess, just how I do the pre-show now. I don't know. I just... Hey, whatever it is, I'm right. down with it. Um, so I listened to that other podcast with This Is War, right? All the One of the oh, yeah, yeah, podcasts yeah. I listened to. And I heard him say, excuse me, whatever the host's name is. I don't remember, but I'll, I'll find out and I'll give that dude credit. But he said something that I thought was really great and I wanted to get your take on it, right? Mm -hmm. He said... Courage isn't an absence of fear. It's the recognition of danger and making the choice to proceed regardless. Yes. I feel like I've heard a bunch of different versions of that. Yeah, and I, I don't I'm not I'm yeah. not trying to credit him with making that up because I'm he may have got it from somewhere else or whatever. But Tony um, Russo. There you go. Boom. Shout there out Tony Russo. Yeah. But that's he says a lot of shit that I'm like, wow, that's kinda corny, you know. But that one I was like, I, I like that a lot, you know. Yeah, that is really good. It's yeah. It's bravery is not, you know, I think you hear it a lot in like adventure movies. I, I bet you you've probably heard it in one of the Marvel movies at some point. Yeah. But, you know, to be brave is to, it's not the absence of fear. It's being able to be scared shitless and still be able to push on and drive through and do what you need to do. Yeah. And, you know, being fear and being scared is not something that will ever go away it's it's just true bravery is being able to conquer that fear and carry on keep calm and carry on <laughs> do you remember a few weeks ago um you were really upset about mild cheddar cheese i am right? always upset about and the state of mild cheddar cheese in this country so this week i was making a breakfast sandwich as i do you know most days before i go to work and i had a block of lucerne sharp cheddar cheese right okay. and i cut into it and it was kind of soft you know hmm. and i was like i'm really sick of the inconsistency in my <laughs> lucerne sharp cheddar cheese because this happens fairly consistently and it just made me think of you because i was like at this point i'm willing to pay double the price or almost double the price to buy tillamook sharp cheddar cheese because Ooh, i know yeah. it's going to be fire Every single time, like I'm, I don't need to worry. Well, this block might be a little bit soft, you know, because sharp cheddar cheese is supposed to be fucking yeah, like, like hard, semi, yeah, semi crumbly, but not fully yes extra sharp crumbly. Yes. Yeah, so this was like 
like soft, you know, like the block kind of moved a little that bit. And, so and I was depressing. like, that's not how this should be. No. You know? So I had a serious problem with that. So if anyone listening works for Lucerne, what the fuck? Yeah. Um, Quality a, control, people. Yeah. Yeah. Shit you consistent know, here. I've got a, and like I said, that's not the first time that's happened. And that's why I was frustrated with it. Not enough to, to really be upset about it, but enough yeah. to be like, I'm going to write this down and I'm going to talk about it on my podcast because what the shit. Exactly, exactly. I have a uh, the other little like little thing I have with with cheddar cheese. Yes. If you buy a nice quality Vermont extra sharp cheddar or a, like a sharp cheddar from Tillamook or something, yeah. What color is it? It's like a deep orange, right? So why is it orange if milk is white? So they put like wax in it or some shit, right? Something is that. Is that what it is? Something's not right. There's All I know is it's not natural. No, <laughs> it, it can't it's be not natural. natural. <laughs> Quit making my cheese yellow. I'm down with like a slightly yellowish tinge because that's what can happen to to yeah know, milk and dairy and stuff as it ages. But and the deep orange, you think, is a problem? And there's probably some like cheese aficionados are like, "Hey, asshole! It's some additive they add to it to actually make the cheese curdle or something." Like I don't a know. weird culture or but, some shit. I don't know. I'm just not down with the colored cheeses anymore, man. No? No, no. more cheddar for you? Are you a white cheddar guy now? Is that... 100%. <laughs> all I white mean, cheddar all the time? I definitely don't do that. I wish I could. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not standing up on my own principle on this one. <laughs> so... You know, sometimes you, need, you just need some, some bland-ass cheese. Yeah. You and think cheddar is bland-ass cheese? I mean, yes. I know it's not like a... It's no fucking Limburger, you know, but mm. uh, but I think that it's pretty good, you know. Yeah, it, I mean, I'm still gonna eat it. <laughs> <laughs> it's cheese, for God's sakes. So, Colin, yesterday I told you that uh, me and my wife went and we applied for our concealed pistol license. Yeah, right? went down to the sheriff's office, and uh, it cost a hundred and two dollars for the both of us, which I thought was a pretty good fucking deal for um, the both of you. For the both of us, that includes oh. the background check, lamination. It's a, the whole deal. Did you get fingerprints? Yes. Very nice. Everything. Everything for $102. Do they do it old school or they run Nope, they have a machine now. now. Yep, they have, a, they have a digital machine. Um, so I wrote something down. Well, so first of all, I text Jake because I was like, he's going to be really proud that we did this. And he was. He oh, yeah. told us that he was very proud of, that we were exercising our Second Amendment rights. And um, so we're going to organize a dinner in the coming weeks. To, uh, we're gonna go and check out all the all the shit that he has because afterwards we went to Sportsman's and did a little bit looking around, a little bit of pricing and whatnot. Um, so it's pretty cool. So I wrote something down a couple of weeks ago, probably around the time of the shooting in New Zealand or you okay. know one one of these whatever you know or else yeah. because it's about guns. I don't know why else I would I would have wrote it down. Right. Yeah. The um, sad thing is is you can almost pick any month of the year now and there's some kind of tragic shooting that takes right, place. Right. Um, and so I wrote this down. People in America value their rights over almost everything else, right? Like the rights that we have in our Constitution, our Bill of Rights, that's sacred to people in this country over really anything else. You As know? well it should be. Um, do you think that in America, not, and I'm not advocating for this, this is just me asking, right? Do you think that a forced buyback in America could ever happen like it did in Australia and like they're doing in New Zealand. Um, not for all guns, because that would be 
that would be ludicrous. There's no way mm-hmm. I don't think I don't think there's any way that could ever happen. But for things like AR-15s for semi-automatic rifles of that fashion, I don't want to use the term assault rifles or military-style rifles mm-hmm. because I don't think that that's a yeah. solid enough term. But magazine-fed the, semi-automatic rifles. The shit we'll that say. people are scared of, the AR-15 yeah. type rifles that are like that. Do you think that a forced buyback like that could ever happen civilly in America? Uh, short answer: Absolutely not. Definitely not. I and, don't think so. And why is that? Uh, because, <laughs> how would I put it? Uh, the the people that are dead set on exercising that that fundamental right that we have in the Constitution of the Second Amendment, yeah, do not they they do not see that as anything other than set in stone, not going to go anywhere. It's not happening. It's it's yeah. one of those Charlton Heston. You could pry it from my cold dead hands. Right. Um, of course, it's not going to be everybody, but there's enough to probably create a problem. Oh, most you know, certainly. It only would it, it would it would only take one person to have the cops show up or whoever's going to do this ATF or whatever show up say hey here's the deal you need to hand over your shit and he's going to go <laughs> fuck you get off my land they're going to go get a warrant come back. And he's going to start shooting. Yeah. It's, and, and it'll take one. And even if you don't have... Because there's there's way more guns in America that are owned than owners of guns. Yes. Right? So even if even if you're not talking about one dude doing that, like he's he's got enough guns for him and nine of his friends to be able to chill in their house together yep. and get shit done, you know? So it's not even just about individuals. It's mm-hmm. like masses of people that they're like, listen, I got... I got shit in my house. I got 30 guns that I got over here. There was someone in L.A. There was like a family in L.A., I think, that had like a thousand guns in their, in their house. In their mansion. And people were freaking the fuck out. You know, they're like, why does anybody even need this? And blah, blah, blah. I'm like, unfortunately, that's not really a question that needs to be asked, you know? No. Unless any of them have any type of mental instabilities that's causing this to be a problem. They're just fucking aficionados, you know? Oh, Whether yeah. or not you think that's stupid or whatever. Like, there's nothing that hinders them from doing that. It doesn't seem to be. And I didn't... I don't know. You know, some I don't, people have thirty cats. Some people have thirty guns. Yeah, and I don't know if they if they were in violation of of any laws. I I don't know. You know. Yeah, who knows? Um, but I remember seeing that and seeing the the commotion. I thought I that was very interesting. I wanted to say this was like in California, right? Yeah, yeah. Like, that's why I think it was near L.A. Like yeah. maybe not in Hollywood, but near L.A. <laughs> and that's why I thought that it was so interesting. You know. Just yeah, it was it was a family of like three or four, I think, in a mansion that had like a thousand guns. Police yeah. seized more than one thousand guns from California yeah. mansion. That's holy crazy. See crap! That shit, that fucking picture. Go Isn't away, Nancy crazy? Pelosi. Oh, it's not going to show me. There it is. Shenanigans. Isn't that fucking crazy? Good lord. You know what's funny is you look at the the ammo stash compared to the the gun selection. Way different. What do you like, got like it, like one an, one round per rifle? Right. You can't even load all those guns with the amount of ammo that you have in your house. Nope. <laughs> yeah, there's a a disproportion here. Wow. That, there's some pretty guns dude, in that collection. Some beautiful shit. Yeah. Some real been, like cool. You know, like uh, I don't know what you would call that. The uh, the grain on the wood is like multicolored. That's pretty sweet. Yeah. Interesting. Since, since we were um, looking into concealed care, I've been watching different videos about different, you know, good good ones to get at first. And um, oh god! <clears throat> so the guy was uh, accused of violating California laws on owning assault weapons and machine gun rifles. Machine gun rifles? Yeah. Ooh. He was accused of it, but 
It doesn't say whether or not released after the arrest. Is that what it says? Yeah, he's on a $50,000 bail. Damn. Holy crap. The bus came roughly four years after police seized 1,200 guns and seven tons of ammunition from a home alongside $230,000 in cash after a man died of natural causes in his SUV. Oh, dog, that's a lot of... that's. That's a lot of firepower. There was, and I don't know if we mentioned it last week or not, but there was also a gun store in our area in Gorst, which oh, is like didn't. 45 minutes from here at the most. And like 99 guns, I think, got stolen from that store. Like it's a tiny gun store just like off the side of the road on the way to Belfair. And they they broke the metal gate off of the front of the store and then took a barrel into the store, filled it with guns, and then left with this barrel full of guns. Yeah. And at the time, I have not read another report about it but I read it at the time and the guy who owned the store was like I can't even tell you at this point what was stolen like I have not been able to like I count it all up yeah. at man. this time I don't know I know that it was pistols and rifles but I don't know how much of what or anything like that. yeah 45 oh, yeah. minutes from here yeah. yeah yeah I have a co-worker that like literally lives I, within two minutes of that store yeah all those guns he on told the me about now. it it's like that's yeah. insane all those guns on the street now which is Woo. Terrifying. Yeah, that's horrible. I will uh, say this, that... <laughs> especially with the amount of drugs and shit in this area and in that area in particular. Yeah. I would assume, um, and of course take it with a grain of salt, but I would assume time. that those weapons that were stolen, if the criminals at hand here are even semi-intelligent, those guns are going to be going out of state because... Otherwise, their ass is getting thrown in jail right quick. There's yeah. no way they can offload that much heated armament without getting some kind of... Right, you know. because they're still... They're not going to be registered to a person, but they're registered to that store still. Yeah. So I mean, shit, they, they're going to get tired after filing down like half of the serial numbers before... They're yeah. like, all right, screw this, I'm done. This well, is just too much work. And this... Um, some people probably don't know because I didn't, but as as I was watching these videos about different people's guns, oh, that's what I was saying was just seeing how beautiful some people's guns are that they get oh, them yeah. custom made and they are in fucking metals and shit. That's it's it's insane. But um, the different parts of guns that are serialized, you mm -hmm. know, because there are some guns where you take like just the inside out and you yeah. can put them in other guns, and so that's the part that's serialized and not other ones, and that's going to be hard as fuck mm -hmm. to scrape the serial number off that because it's just. You have to disassemble this piece. like yeah yeah the, you got to take off the whole lower assembly right and then get the serial number off serial numbers off of that and then put it back together again and, and if you don't know about that gun you're not gonna know that you know no. you're just gonna be like whoa where's the serial number on this I don't know maybe it doesn't have one you know yep. and that's that's very interesting that's that's wild as fuck and I'm assuming you see I don't know because. The nature of that was, I mean, they literally strapped chain to the door, oh, yeah. strapped to the truck, yep. drove off, loaded the barrel, and then left. So I'm, I'm wondering if that's a tweaker crime, because tweakers don't really think their crimes through very well usually. Right. You know, meth has a tendency to do that, but I don't know. I'm not sure. I, I you know, I wish, I wish we knew. But hopefully, we'll find out sooner rather than later. Because sooner. I mean, it might just. It might show up as a blip in the in the like the Kitsap Sun or something like that. Yeah. If they ever rectify that and actually get to the bottom of it, but for now, I think we're kind of just just accepting they're lost. Oh, we're getting beers offered. 
Take your pick there, homie. I have the Tropical Torpedo. Thank you very much. Oh, thank you oh, very much. Oh, look at that. There's one last thing that we have to talk about, um, and then we can do whatever you want. So a few <laughs> weeks ago, I learned about a drug that is being sold. It is for infant wasting disease. Right. Yes, I heard something about this. So it costs $2 million, right? And when I was, thank you very much, when I was reading about this, right, the company said, because obviously people are frustrated and fucking upset that it costs $2 million. And because yeah. this, this drug has the potential to cure infant wasting disease, right? Ooh. Which has to do with like muscle, it's, it's can can cure spinal muscular atrophy, an inherited disease that typically kills babies before they turn two, right? Oh. So, but as more gene therapies hit the marketplace, insurers balk at the expense because this one's $2 million, right? So the company said that the cost is justified because of its potential to cure. So... Is that not, let's call indirect evidence, that the pharmaceutical industry is not there to cure you, but to keep you comfortable, right? And that's that's all these all these talks for years about like, oh, you get one medication and then it gives you another side of it, you got to take another medication, you got to mm-hmm. take another medication, right? They don't cure cancer because there's too much money in treating people who have cancer. They don't cure these diseases because they're, the money is made in treating them, not in curing them. Because if you get rid of them, you don't need medicine anymore. You know, yeah. You're done. Is, is this not like an indirect, somebody indirectly admitting like, well, it's, it's, it's costing you $2 million because if we didn't cure it, if we treated it, we would make $2 million over the course of these treatments. So instead of us missing out on those $2 million, we have to put that price tag up front because we're going to miss out on that and not being able to treat it over mm-hmm. time. Ooh. I, why the fuck else? Why the fuck else, right? I think to make that correlation would not be... I don't. You wouldn't be wrong for trying to make that correlation. I think you'd be relatively justified because... I mean, especially when you look at their, you know, the history of Big Pharma. Right. It seems pretty logical. But on the other hand, I will say that whenever a breakthrough new drug does come out, it always have an it always has an insanely huge price tag because that that company has been producing that drug for probably over a decade, if not, you know, at least years and years and years. And so it has cost them millions, if not you know, tens of millions of dollars to produce this. And so <clears throat> this is their initial market price. And a which, high price I can is understand. very similar. But if that drug indeed becomes viable and it is a success, you will see it mass produced because they're going to make a shit ton of money off of it. And then that that price will come down. That would be my assumption. But how many people are going to be able to buy those first doses to get it down to the, I mean, I certainly understand yeah. an introductory price that is higher than what will come later. But mm-hmm. $2 million is an introductory price? I mean... That's not a high price. That's an absurd price. No one has $2 million. No, but does that surprise you that Big Farmer Corp would do that? $2 million? That is surprising. That, ah. I think, is shocking. I think the depths of their shallowness and their 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 fiscal greed has no bottom and so nothing <clears throat> surprises me when it comes to the outrageous drug prices coming so out of big pharma in response to that the i F- think it's garbage but it doesn't it doesn't surprise me in response to that the fda has started to approve 
other drugs that do this same type of thing because fuck this company exactly and i think that that's it i think that's exactly the reason the fda is doing that is to is to deal with that shit i mean, I, I would I, hope that they the market can take over and essentially drive them out of business or drive their price down to something reasonable i mean don't get me wrong there is no price that i wouldn't pay to save the life of my son you know but to charge me two million dollars for something that will save my baby's life yeah, I think is a it's a fucking crime to humanity. And if you no, know? if you can't like put yourself two million dollars in debt, there's just no physical. There's no possibility of you actually be able to afford two million dollars. Right? There's no insurance company. Is, no insurance no. company is going to cover that. Absolutely That's, not. They're not even going to cover half of that. You know? No. Do they cover half of anything anymore? After I pay my five thousand dollar deductible, hi, hi dude. Oh, the show dog. I know you're so good. Welcome to the pre-show, baby. Yep. Uh, so I think we're going to, uh, this week. Just to give you a little recap, uh, we are going to talk in brief generalities about the abortion bills that have been coming out of America because we would like to have a female presence here. Not that Carolina is not here, um, but we we want to have another woman here to sit down with us through the length of the show to have this conversation so we can see it from more angles. Yeah. I think it would be a little bit disingenuous to have a conversation totally about abortion with just, just between dudes. two men. Um, so we're, we have someone, I think yeah. my friend Haley is going to come in next week um, and we're going to so talk about So shout out to that. Haley. Yep, and then we will... I'm sure have Morgan in uh, when she is available to come in and talk oh, yeah. because she gonna bring that fire. She's got a lot to say. Um, so we are going to talk about abortion bills this week across the country. Yeah, we We're are going to talk mostly like political and judicial. yeah, yeah. Um, kind yeah. of the we are going to talk why this is happening and why now. Yeah. Um, so we are also going to talk about. New immigration plan that the president announced earlier this week. We are going to talk about a little bit of trade going on with China, some trade war stuff, talk some farmers. Um, We are going to talk... Iran! Yeah, we're going to talk Iran. We are going to talk uh, Game of Thrones. Spoilers. um, Because the last episode is tomorrow. Boom! We are going to talk some sports. Because last week I don't think we talked in depth about... Or I don't know that I even mentioned... Doug Baldwin, Cam Chancellor, are not being on the team anymore. <gasps> we will talk about that in the sports. And that you will just be, rocked my world, dude. That will be it. Um, I think we, I knew about Chancellor. We have some other grab bag stuff to go on. Yeah, yep. Um, they, they did not pass their physicals. Whoa! And were thusly released from the team. And then Doug Baldwin retired. So we will talk about... The letter, the letter that he wrote to himself on Twitter, um, and the different ways that it was reacted to around the sports Ooh, community. I'm excited. Yes. If we have time, would you like to fit in some Avengers Endgame? Yes, I did mean to say that. Um, I have it written next to Game of Thrones. I just didn't say it. Because um, Game of Thrones does kind of take precedence, so, I think. Yes. Yeah, so I want to thank you guys one more time for joining us here on our Facebook at Salt of the Streets for our episode 58 live stream pre-show. Um, you can find our other social media, Salt of the Streets, at on Instagram for our Salt of the Streets one. We have Salt of the Streets YouTube. We have our personal social medias. I am at Salt of the Street on Twitter and at Alpaca underscore Donovan on Instagram. He is a big bird off you on both those things. You can find all of this on saltofthestreets.com. The videos are on YouTube. I think I already said that. This episode comes out on Monday. <coughs> Excuse me. The videos come out later that week. Uh, it's going to be going to be a great week so make sure you look out for this on monday thank you for joining us 
Have a great fucking weekend. Peace. Peace.